0: Momentum. Helping men succeed in life. G'day and welcome to Momentum for another week. It's Des here and this week on the show we've got something a little different for you. This is the show that's all about helping men succeed in life. So normally we're talking to blokes. But this week our special guest is Janet. Last week we spoke to Wayne about his life's journey. And this week we're getting a different perspective from Wayne's wife Janet. I started out by asking Janet about her formative years and what they were like.
1: Grew up in Melbourne. I was there till I was 10. Right. At that point, yes, my father was working. He was Department of Defence or something like that, I think he was working. And my mum was a teacher. Yes. And there were five kids, so I was one of five. Wow. Dad and mum they felt the calling to go and plant a church yes. in Canberra. So when you're ten, doesn't yes. really, you know, what you don't even really know where Canberra is. Yes. However, right. um, so yeah, they decided to move the whole family to Canberra. Wow, with both to plant kids. a church. Yes, five wow. kids. And um, so yeah, from ten on I lived in Canberra and for the next 18 years I lived in Canberra wow. growing up as a, a pastor's child um, look it's got some pros and cons yes. to it yes my dad was a very passionate jolly preacher and yeah. was fired up all the time okay. and very much an encourager dad cool. was incredible and mum yes mum I think still did relief teaching but okay. was also pastoring so yeah. she would preach as well so I sort of grew up knowing you know both sexes preaching I was yeah. comfortable with that we were all musicians so we'd play in the band and do welcome and do everything as yes. the, as the family small
0: church? Um,
1: <laughs> and so like that's what I grew up in my teens I didn't really like that yeah. um, being in the spotlight yeah. I was considered quote unquote the black sheep so oh. I I think my identity, I I struggled with who I was and what that meant for me. Um, So, yeah, did a lot of clubbing, did a lot of, you know, a bit of rebelling and my poor mother praying all night for me. But, yeah, so, look, I met uh, a guy in the clubs at Canberra and married him, I think I was 21-ish, or I was engaged then, Um, And yeah, just sort of eventually my family, one sister moved back to Melbourne, um, started a family down there. My parents, I think when I was engaged, they were going back to Melbourne to be part of pastoring in a church down there. And I was obviously engaged to a Canberran, so I was kind of, well, I'm staying here. Uh, And so two of my sisters and I stayed in Canberra. Right. And then yes, I was in Canberra for quite a while. Um, Probably, look, I married my best friend, and he was an incredible man. Uh, Loved him to bits. Um, We were really close. We we had a lot in common. Yes. And he'd become a Christian, so um, yeah, we had a great.
2: In common as well. Yeah,
1: we had a great life. Really, (laughs) Um, both of us worked. At that point, we didn't really want children, Mm. so. Um, and then really everything changed around 2002, where oh. um, my father, whom I was extremely close to, and then my dad was diagnosed with a lung condition, and look, from that point on, um, you know, I had suddenly been hit with the, I want children uh, aspect, so yes. uh, my husband at that time, and I were fine with that, we were yeah. thinking, okay, we'll just try and start a family but the stress of my dad and um we then wanted to move back down to Melbourne within I think diagnosis within 12 months he did pass away and that really hit all of us Um, my mum was incredibly strong um I had to face a lot of stuff in my late 20s and yes it impacted my first husband he um we we just without doubt believed in healing that dad would be healed no no doubt whatsoever and my father was inspirational he could it hardly end up he wasn't even he was suffocated basically in the end could hardly breathe but he was inspirational in that hospital bed he was just a hero of mine of the faith and and my dad you know um it was horrible to watch but i learned a lot about faith journey then and my first husband decided no that God really um, wasn't for him and Uh saw that dad wasn't healed. And um, yeah, within... So we moved back to Melbourne at that point and to be with my dad and he died within the five weeks of me being there. So I was with him every day, which was very special. Uh And my first husband, within about four or five months, I noticed was drifting away Uh from me emotionally. And I did suspect something going on with a work colleague of his Mm. and um yeah I found things that I shouldn't have and he he proclaimed that he was in love with someone else um so yeah within about five months I sort of lost my dad and lost my best friend and my husband so there
2: you were having gone through those two traumas of you know your husband um Declaring his relationship with somebody else and, and your father passed away. So what happened in your world at that point?
1: <laughs> well, I I was left alone. Mm. I was left With a lot of grief. So yeah. sort of a double whammy really yes. grieving the marriage that yeah. went on for Look, my first husband literally left the building. So it was mm. like see you later lived in a separate place in Melbourne. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and and believed for that marriage for two and a half years. Um, And I eventually, um, missing my dad excruciatingly, um, but I was just still pressed into God. Um, Mm. I was nursing at the time and I think the trauma, I couldn't nurse anymore. Mm. And then I noticed within about 18 months, two years, I then was kept getting physically unwell and my body now in hindsight I can say my body shut down so I lost 20 kilos in a month and everyone didn't know what was going on and I was very very ill and then I ended up moving back with my my mother and so when I was what 30 early 30s and that would have been very you know mum was amazing for me um I was in bed for I think it was about 11 months wow. of 2006. Yeah, she nursed me. She she would pray with me. I was in so much pain. I was basically ended up diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and okay. fibromyalgia. Yes. And in that bed, I called out to him and he would speak to me and I listened a lot to Joyce Meyer, listened a lot to Michael W. Smith music. Yes. Anything I could do to get my faith strong mm. and mm and expecting great things for the future. And that's when he pretty much put on my heart to um, help people with chronic illness. So yes. I did stop nursing and got back to being a trainer, a fitness instructor, and helping people with chronic yes. disease. Yes. Um, and then, so that's sort of what happened to me in that period. Yeah. Unfortunately, I got very sick, but that was the... That was the time in my life where I really established such a rock-solid relationship with God.
2: So how, uh, what happened then in terms of you, you arrived at the Gold Coast at some point? Then? Yes,
1: so then when I eventually did get some strength <laughs> and try, I'd studied from my bed, yeah. trying to do personal training and studied yeah. hard yeah. to finish that. Uh, even though i couldn't even do one squat myself i knew that was my calling and he just basically said and my healthcare team around me you need to go somewhere that's warmer yes for yeah. your health sake
2: okay
1: um so yeah within about three years after that i i felt i'd had a friend up on the gold coast couple of friends and i'd holidayed here and i thought I really felt at peace moving mm-hmm. here, even mm-hmm. though it was away from all my family. Mm-hmm. I felt my calling was to here, mm-hmm. and I, I did. I moved up here, and
2: then, yes, the rest is... Well, tell me about the rest, because <laughs> it's the rest that we're really... Yes,
1: so, yes, I...
2: You joined a church, I guess? Yeah,
1: was... look, friends of mine were going to a particular church, and I was sort of like, eh, happy to sit at the back, God was everything to me. Um, He was my husband. He was my father. He was my best friend. Within about four months, I think, of moving here, I did meet Wayne. In hindsight, again, I'd seen Wayne at the church. How do I say this? Didn't really (laughs) interest me in pursuing anything because at that point, I just wanted to start afresh and see what God was going to do. So I wasn't interested in that. And then, yeah, one night we were at this mutual friend's house yes, and yes. For, for dinner, and I met Wayne and, and got chatting with him, and was really drawn into his again very jolly, yes, very bubbly, yes. very much like my dad was, yes, yes. and sent great sense of humour. Yes, and yes. Um, we just hit it off straight away. And his beautiful girls, I remember them. I think after that, eight months or something later, we were married 10 months later. And look, I I assumed at that point that I was marrying, look, a real God-loving, God-fearing,
0: yes,
1: good man, a really good man. Yes,
0: This is Momentum with Tim and Des. And this week on the show, we're doing something a little different and speaking to Janet. Now, Janet is Wayne's wife. We spoke to Wayne last week, And as we continue with Janet's story, we pick up where she started getting a little fearful of Wayne as he reacted in anger to some of the stress points in his life.
1: I think just gradually it was a a beginning to be a bit scared of him and his anger. Yes.
2: And just... We hadn't seen that I hadn't seen that. Yeah.
1: And it was like triggers. Yes. He'd be fine and then bang. It was a bit... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, It yeah. was. I, I didn't know when it was going to hit. So
2: you didn't know what the triggers were? I
1: didn't know until, yeah. yes, we did kind of decipher what the yeah. three triggers were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just really shocked and surprised that I thought yeah. I'd started afresh and it was all yeah. good. But no, there was a lot of anger and a lot wow. of... In a sense, Wayne was sort of pushing me away from him trying to talk. I'm a talker and I like to dig deep into stuff and let's sort this out. I'm a peacemaker. I like peace in the home. I believe anything can be sorted out. I don't care if it takes three hours of conversation. You can still sort something out. And Wayne just didn't want to do that. So the more I pressed, it just didn't work and it got... um, To the point that, yes, after a few years, I was petrified of Wayne. Wow, wow. And his
2: responses. Yeah, he didn't know how he was going to react or... Correct. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So how did that make you feel as a person? Because there's probably a lot of guys listening to the show and they're saying, you know, I I can't talk to my wife uh, because, you know, I'd be embarrassed or, you know, um, I I don't want to face that reality. Whatever it is... It, it's really good for them to understand how that felt when you're on the receiving my end. end.
1: I always consider marriage as, as, a, um, as a one. You're, you're one. So yes. when one kind of pulls away, an individual in that oneness pulls away, it's very hard on the other person to try and keep the communication going yeah. and try and keep the household going and try and keep anything going.
2: Yeah.
1: So I felt... Alone. I felt squashed. I felt very belittled because unfortunately, uh, Wayne's girls were very exposed to what was going on. And um, half the time he'd run off with them and take them because they were his children. Um, They would experience the abuse as well, unfortunately. And for me, yes, very alone, very, I couldn't really talk to anyone. I felt, yeah, like the size of an ant. Wow. I didn't feel like I meant anything to Wayne wow. or to the girls at that point. Wow. Not that it was their fault at all, no, no, but no, it was understand. just the, the way that it um, worked out was I, I would be left at home alone crying. Mm. My family, I'd ring them. They were aware of what was going on. I felt um, vulnerable, I felt exposed, I felt, because people, some people in the church did know, but just didn't know how to handle hard basket. Um, I did go to uh, DV help and, you know, was told 1% of men change and, look, he's never going to change. Wow. Um, But I just sensed, again, again, when I was stripped of everything I had, I took it back to, I have you, God, what are you saying? What are you trying to teach me here? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just, I had to press into him. I had yeah. nothing else and yeah. I had no hope. I had, I mean, being petrified of your spouse yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, is a very lonely, very yeah. dark, dark place yes. to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, so to, to tell, other people, if if they're not sure what it's doing to the spouse, yes, it's it's completely stripping them of any kind of confidence, any kind of um, confidence in the marriage, any kind of, um, you know, your love and your Your respect and your honour, the self-worth, your self-esteem gets completely
2: squashed. So how did you, you know, he didn't want to talk about his world or, or his issues. How did you break that down to the point where you could talk openly about you know what was happening in your world and what you were unhappy with and what you were happy with. Well,
1: once we were communicating well again, and there were rules put in place it's by a Kate. very good counselor yeah. um, that once if that was if it was a line crossed, then no conversation finished because yeah. I had to. Oh, gain respect for Wayne again. Trust. I had zero trust in this relationship, all Wayne. But I also then had to allow him to come back in.
2: Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And
1: communicate. We both had to learn how to communicate well because we didn't know how to do that. I mean, obviously, as a a man, you do sense whether you're being heard or not and being understood or not. I think the key for Wayne was or for both of us really it was to say to the other person so that's where you learn to paraphrase so you check in with the person and say so is this what i think you're saying this this is what i think you're saying this is what i hear you saying and it's their job to say no you've kind of missed the mark there (laughs) you're not really understanding me you're not listening or whatever so you try again and this is what we learn in counseling that if you've missed the mark keep trying Yes. And so if you're a man saying, my wife just doesn't get me, I've given up, it's all hopeless. Well, no, I believe any relationship can come back to that raw fact of love and respect yes. that you can communicate well yes. if you allow time and some grace. Yes. And you, your job to then it is to say, no, you've missed the mark, can, can we try it again? Not just walk away and say, well, I'm not understood. Yeah. Um, we still to this day, Wayne and I, make sure we've heard each other. So finally, tell me what your relationship is like now. As I said, Wayne is the most incredible person on the planet. <laughs> um, look, we, are we perfect? Far from it. But we have an amazing marriage. Yeah. We've got a ministry now where both of us really feel we want to help people that, yeah. that are struggling in marriage and really marriages that are dead we have an incredible relationship praise god with our daughters and between us yes we're best friends and we try and find the best in each other and try and encourage each other to communicate well um you know we understand that Guys see in blue, women see in pink, and you've got to kind of um, blend blend that, and that's okay, and appreciate each other's differences. If I can say this, I think we've learnt to put each other first.
0: It's Momentum with Tim and Des, and isn't that just the most amazing story of redemption and forgiveness? This week we've been speaking with Janet about her relationship and marriage with Wayne. And next week on the show, we'll speak to them both together for an in-depth discussion about life, relationships and healing. Don't forget you can listen to today's chat with Janet on our website or subscribe to Momentum Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org.